it's Samantha and Maria and we're the Clarity Co. Here to help the driven build their dreams. This podcast will help you gain clarity in your business, show up authentically and scale with confidence. Our community exists to support you holistically because you're more than just a brand. You're a whole person here to make an impact on the world. Let's do this. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Clarity Co. Podcast. I'm Sam, and I've got Maria here with me, and we are doing a special little bonus episode, kind of impromptu, because we want to get this out there while it's still relevant. What are we talking about? Love is Blind. (laughs) So... (laughs) If you haven't watched Love is Blind or you're totally not interested in this, I still do want to encourage you to listen just because, um, as you know, Maria and I are both very inquisitive people about why people do what they do and how they do things and just kind of like this whole psychological thing behind stuff, which is totally why I love Love is Blind. Now, I'm not a big reality TV girl. Um, I'm more of like, if I'm going to watch reality TV, it's like weird stuff like Sister Wives, you know, as you know. Um, Maria's also into Sister Wives, which by the way, Maria, did you see that Christine got engaged? Yes, I did. And you know it. And then did you see the post? I'll have to send this to you. Um, There was a post that David put up. David is her new fiance um, where he's feeding Christine nachos. Did you see that? Oh, yes, I did. And the (laughs) irony of that, you guys, is so funny. They're literally always trolling Cody Brown. Um, So he's feeding her nachos because in their family book that they read or that they wrote. Have you read the book, Maria? I have not, but I want to. I want to. Have you read it? We need to add that to our book club. Um, no, I need to read yeah. it. So, um, in their family book, so each of them like wrote a section of this book, right? And in this book, he talks. Cody, the ex, talks about his relationship with Christine, um, his third wife, who is incredible. And um, he was talking about when they first got together. I think she was pregnant. And um, she was starving and she was telling Cody that she wanted gas station nachos. So they get the nachos and he described her as like a disgusting pig while she was eating these nachos and that he was just absolutely disgusted by her, not attracted to her, et cetera, et cetera. And she has lived with that. Like she knows that he think that he thought that um, it was something he was like open with her about. And he's just such a, you know, royal POS. But um, mm-hmm. in, in this Instagram post, after they got engaged, uh, there is a very redemptive picture of her new fiance feeding her nachos, which is like so good. <laughs> I just a can't stand him and be love that she's so happy. And she's like pretty amazing. Like she really, really is. And for her to like finally find happiness is oh, just, it just makes my heart happy. And I feel like Cody Brown is, you know, slowly getting his comeuppance, right? Like just ever so slowly getting what he deserves. I don't know. I mean, he's still such a narcissist that I'm sure he doesn't, you know, he thinks he's still amazing, but yeah, there was um talk. I, so Gwendolyn, one of their like middle-ish daughters, um, yeah. she does these like reactions 
on her Patreon to the episodes and she like spills a lot of tea during these reactions. And it sounds <laughs> like she does not have any contact really anymore with her dad. Um, she still loves him and like speaks well of him, but she also speaks like truth about him that is like slightly kinder, but not super kind. So um, she kind of has spilled some tea that sounds like Robin and Cody are going to have to move out of Arizona because they can't afford it anymore. Um, at least out of their multi-million dollar home that they live in. Gosh. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. I mean, we could go on and on. I know we're here to talk about love is blind, but man, we could. and I, I saw that there is like a, um, potential, like they've already kind of said that it's happening. Like the next season is happening at the end oh, like, yeah. in fall. I think they've already recorded it. I think they're done recording that and it'll probably end with the engagement. Because, yes. you know, Christine and David are on a season two and that has to kill Cody. Oh, I know. <laughs> so anyway we're big sisters fans as you can tell um and you know what's funny maria told me the other day that our sister wives episode has gotten more views than any of our other episodes <laughs> like like four times as many <laughs> that is hilarious we had no idea we actually didn't think you guys were going to listen to it no and we were like, uh-huh. oh, they don't care um so hopefully you enjoyed that and if if you love that we have talked about doing a little bit more pop culture stuff, I guess, from the lens of two inquisitive girlies. So mm-hmm. um, all that being said, because I like to listen to and watch these oddities. Um, speaking of, Maria, have you watched Brother Husbands on TLC? New show? No, I haven't. No, uh-uh. but I should. I don't, have you I don't like it. Yeah, I'll have you watch it and then we can recap it. Um, I've been watching okay. it. I think the season's almost over. There was it's it's just I don't know it's not what I wanted it to be I don't love it mm. at all um so anyway that being said um love is blind is actually one of my very favorite shows and just a little quick recap or background on love is blind franchise they started as just like this little pilot show that happened in 2020 and I think they already spent two or three years just trying to get a network to pick it up um, Love is Blind is a concept that is created by the same people as Married at First Sight. So the cadence of the show and kind of what they do in the show is very similar to Married at First Sight. If you've seen that show, which I also do like, um, I don't love it quite as much as Love is Blind. They do a lot of seasons, like, like three or so a year. And, um, it's, it's a little more drawn out, I think, than I'd like it to be. There's a couple bugaboos I have about Married at First Sight, but I still watch it. I always watch it after a Love is Blind season is over because I want to like still like remain on that high, you know, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but Love is Blind is this concept that they're calling an experiment. And I would say truly in the first season, it was an experiment. Now it's, you know, kind of like The Bachelor where people go on there to get famous. And we'll talk about that. But but Love is Blind was this kind of like measly little uh, low budget show that they did. And they um, took, I think it was 30 people from Atlanta, 15 men, 15 women. And they they chose the same city because that's, you know, a hurdle typically for people is, oh, we fell in love, but we live across the country. How are we going to work this out? Right. So yep. they took 
that out of the equation, which Married at First Sight does the same thing. Um, and they put them in what they call pods, which are really just rooms that are windowless. You know, you can't see the other person you're talking to um, and you're across a wall from them, essentially. And they videotaped them dating through these pods. And quite a few couples fall in love this way, but they only have like 10 days, I believe, to do it which is pretty wild. Um, and yeah, I was wondering how long it was because yeah, yeah. I think it's been slightly different every season. I think the first season was two weeks. Um, this season either was seven or 10 days. It was, this season was shorter. Um, they showed different stuff this season than typically, like typically the, um, the living together, like part Mm -hmm. of the, the show is a little longer. They hardly showed that this time at all. Um, which I'm okay with that. Um, they, they usually show them meeting their families and they didn't show all of them meeting their families this time. Um, this season felt a little rushed compared to the others. And I don't know if they did that just based on like feedback from the last few seasons, but this season is the fourth season in the first season. Um, you have this fairy tale couple and what I've noticed is a pattern. Every single first couple that they show getting engaged is their golden couple. And so the first couple they showed getting engaged in season one was Cameron and Lauren. And they really seemed like such a match made in heaven that I had trouble believing that they actually met on the show. Um, So I was like, "Hmm, that's weird. And I have actually felt that way about every golden couple since then. So I watched a theory about that on TikTok and I actually think that they... It is very dangerous for them to put this experiment on without any controllables like that. If they don't have at least one or two couples that they know are actually going to last, I think that's, that's a little wild, right? And so um, there's a conspiracy that some of these couples are are controlled variables, and I think that they might be that might be true. Um, so. They had Cameron and Lauren, and then they had, I think, four other couples that got engaged. Um, But Cameron and Lauren are still, like, the stars. And I saw something yesterday, Maria, that said, um, Nick, I hope that Nick and Vanessa Lachey sleep with one eye open, knowing that Cameron and Lauren should have their jobs. And after this last reunion, (laughs) I am am 1,000% in agreement with that. First of all, Nick, Nick and Vanessa are too old for this. They are way too far removed from the culture of this age group this age group is like 24 uh, on average and um they have no idea who nick lachey is no idea like they they were literally born in 98 like when nick lachey was gosh that's hilarious literally they were born the year that nick lachey was big and um vanessa lachey was vanessa milano and nick lachey obviously was married to jessica simpson before jessica simpson. which you guys know we love jessica simpson so we're not yeah. gonna get of, of vanessa milano no i'm just kidding um anywho uh no they're fine but uh nick Lachey is actually currently um court ordered to go to anger management and something else because he attacked a paparazzi in the street last year oh that's right i remember that 
but they're just not, they're really not the best hosts for this. Like there's really no reason they should be hosting this show. It's a very odd. I think they wanted a celebrity host to kick it off, like to make it more desirable for the viewer who had no idea what love is blind is but now that love is blind is like definitely holding its own uh they don't need vanessa and nick anymore and um anywho this season aired right before quarantine like i think that it started literally in march of 2020 this first season Mm -hmm. um and it wasn't finished before quarantine like we were we were still watching love is blind in quarantine and if you guys know anything about the tv shows that were on during quarantine they were enormous hits because there was nothing else for people to do right and so the timing of this really works out in their favor and has allowed the franchise to like have these more have additional seasons have netflix actually claim this as their big tv show and um kind of grow from there um there was also a season during quarantine of uh what's it called 90 day fiance yeah fiance that was like their biggest season ever right the one with big ed the little guy um oh uh you know that season everybody knows big ed because that was quarantine just the same with like uh joe exotic and the tiger right like they all got extra extra attention because everyone because we have nothing we had nothing else going on so so that's love is blind kind of falls into that category but I was hooked on this first season right so I remember um waking up at five or six a.m the night of the weddings the night that the weddings were going or the the morning that the weddings were going to air and watching it first thing before I did any work like I was that hooked on love is blind and I was like okay, this is like, I'm in all the way in. And, um, it's funny too, because the, a lot of the people on love is blind that end up looking really sweet on the show end up becoming like villains of the show. It's really interesting. Um, so this brings us to the fourth season of love is blind. And at this point they're in Seattle, which is my hometown. Um, and I have a love is blind shit talking text thread going with two of my girlfriends from high school and we have been discussing right and um we were talking about how this season we weren't sure like how it was going to play out with like the culture of Seattle right and Mm -hmm. seeing as this was the most trash ass season with the most trash cast ever like not even just like I'm not saying like trash while Jacqueline is very trashy um not that they're like trashy in that like in that way but they're just bad people <laughs> mm-hmm. um it is very indicative of Seattle so we were like wow mm-hmm. this is actually way more indicative of the culture of Seattle than we would have thought and so if you don't know anything about Seattle um, there, there's something in Seattle called the, they call it the Seattle freeze and it has nothing to do with the weather. So they call it the Seattle freeze because no one is willing to be kind, to make new friends, to network. It's all about me, 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 me. And you can see it reflected in the grocery line. You see it reflected in the driving habits. You see it reflected everywhere in the Northwest. And the uh-huh. weird thing is, is that the Northwest is this melting pot, which, I had also known this about San Diego, but that's what makes San Diego really special and like extra kind and extra networky. And like everyone wants to connect with each other in San Diego here. 
it's also a melting pot. Like people are from all over the place and they land here, but they just must be awfully miserable because their attitudes are just dog shit. And so that's how it was on the season. Like you can tell, like Kwame didn't want to move from Portland and you've got Irina and you've got Micah and you've got, you know, Jackie. Right. And so (laughs) you've got these people who just have these horrible freaking attitudes, do not know how to communicate are awful with their relationships. And I was just like, wow, that is really interesting. Um, the other thing is they couldn't even get people who actually lived in Seattle to fill this cast. Two of these men are from Portland. One yep. of these people actually lives in Arizona, which is Micah. So yep. Micah's family lives in Seattle. And because she works remote, she can work part-time and stay with her family in Seattle. But she did not live in Seattle at all. She lived. I was, yeah, I was a little confused by that. I was like, I don't understand that. Yeah. Okay. That so makes it's sense. like, wow, you guys can't even find people. And it's just funny because like, yeah, the casting was, was awful. Um, everyone I think is in agreement that this cast is by far the worst cast that love is blind has ever had. And part of that, I think too, is that they're to a point in season four now where people are just trying to be on TV, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not looking for love. Um, you know, if you watch any of the other Netflix dating shows, which I never did until Perfect Match. The only reason I watched Perfect Match is because it was a montage of all of their Netflix dating shows. So people from Love is Blind were on Perfect Match. Um, mm. But no one was there to find love. They were there to play a game and to further their Netflix fame, right? Their 15 minutes was up and they were looking for another 15 minutes. So um it is funny because they take these like average people and they become celebrities and, you know, they start podcasts and they have all these brand deals and all these yeah. things. It's just really funny because they're, they're normal people. They're not, mm-hmm. they don't have media training. You know, they don't have this um, uh, elegance about their presentation at all. Right. They just, <laughs> they're just, yeah, people. they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> So it is, it's really interesting. So I had asked Maria to watch Love is Blind for the first time this season, which I do apologize. Like this season. I saw the first one. I saw the first Love is Blind. You watched the first one. Okay. Okay. I didn't, I didn't. And so I did not watch the second or third season because I was like, well, I've seen the first one. And personally, I, I kind of felt like People are going to, now that everyone knows what's happening, right? It's just going to turn into kind of what this season was, where it's like, people just want to get famous, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and not that I don't think that people in the first season wanted to get famous. um, But I think it was, I guess, in a way, a little more for better, lack of a better word, like a pure, purer experiment, because, you know, these people really didn't know. Probably they didn't know if this was actually going to get on TV, if they were going to be seen. I mean, it was a little bit different. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's why I hadn't watched any seasons past the first season. That's mm-hmm. that's why. But I did see this season. And <laughs> as I was watching, my husband was like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm watching Love is Blind. And I go, I hate it. He's like, why do you keep watching it? I was like, I have to. Also kind of sucked in by the crazy. work. <laughs> Sam's forced me to watch this. I have to. We have to podcast about it. Um, right. 
But to me, because I'd only seen season one and then fast forwarding to season four, I did notice a, that Nick and uh, what's her face, Vanessa aren't really in it at all. Like, no. I think they have like two scenes. They were like, they welcomed them and then they welcomed them to Mexico. And that was it. Like we never, oh, I guess we kind of, did we see them But during the weddings? I don't even remember. Like they just weren't around ever. I don't think so, but I'm going to be really honest. I fast forward through the whole wedding until they get to the altar. I do not need to oh, see me too. <laughs> it's way too boring it's just like I don't know I'm gonna talk about the same thing for five more minutes and then he's gonna talk about I don't know it's like oh my gosh well, I just want to see if you actually got married yeah I can't do suspense I just I have to know so yeah Vanessa and Nick have basically no part in this show and it's because they don't want to pay them you know they don't want to pay them for their yeah. time so um I guess in the first season at least there was talk about why didn't Vanessa and Nick show up very much on the show and the reason is um money but also I guess they did have more interaction with the cast as in like a like a mentoring role to them but they didn't show any of that and they hardly show anything that happens in what they call the lounge where they live right but after like outside of the pods um while they're still dating um before they get engaged they only show the drama now and it's like okay well it would be nice to see like some heartfelt stuff some like sentimental stuff some conversations because you know these guys will reference all these all these conversations they had and we don't get to see them and it's like yeah it it was so quick this season they showed almost I was gonna say it felt like I was like whoa things are flying this season like I mean compared to anybody's connection yeah, we didn't, yeah. we didn't see anybody's connection. And there were two more couples that got engaged this season. And there were, um, so I guess Marshall, even though he was saying that it was Jackie or Bust, he also, there was another girl named Monica that he was considering proposing to. Um, Josh, who Jackie is with now, did propose and get engaged to someone else. They just didn't pick up that story. Um, oh, really? And I can't remember if it was Monica, the same girl that Josh was going to, or that uh, Marshall was going to propose to. I can't remember who it was, but yes, Marshall and Josh both seriously dated other girls and Josh got engaged to another girl. Um, And then there was this other couple, I think her name was Ava and I can't remember his name, JP or something like that. Um, They got engaged and they didn't show them at all on the show and like typically they'll show more of the dating of like other people that don't um, appear later on on the show this time Mm -hmm. they didn't at all and they hardly showed like any of their connections so I think a lot of us as viewers had a lot a hard time making the connection that these people actually loved each other because we didn't get to see it yeah no I agree and I also was like oh was there just nobody else on this show yeah right (laughs) Right. And so it's, it was kind of weird. There were some disconnects this season that didn't Mm -hmm. like make things super obvious. So um, yeah, Nick and Vanessa really have almost no part in this. They open it up and they close it out pretty much. And that's it. I think they go to Mexico and like talk to them once during their honeymoon. Yeah. I think, well, it's not even their honeymoon. It's like they're, you finally met each other going to Mexico. Like a pre honeymoon, I guess. Yeah. Um, one of the, so let's, let's go over like the couples. So the first Mm -hmm. couple to get engaged was Brett and Tiffany. This is the one that they think is the plant. Um, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, now that you, 
Yeah, now that you talked about it, I was like, oh, okay. They're definitely the plant for sure. The first reason I think they're the plant is they are older by 10 years. They're both Mm -hmm. 35. Everyone else on this experiment is between 24 and 27. Yeah. Right. And Tiffany are somehow 35 and they just, they happen to find each other. Okay. That's weird. Yeah. Second thing is Brett lived in Portland and worked for Nike as an executive. Tiffany is an executive recruiter. So um, apparently this season, Netflix struck a deal with Nike prior to the season airing. And part of this whole thing with Nike is Brett. Oh. And we saw a lot of Nike this season. We did. We did. Yeah. Um. So that was interesting. interesting. And so they said that Brett and Tiffany would have definitely known each other from work. Oh, really? Okay. Tiffany would have had contacts like Brett at Nike had, you know, had she really been this recruiter that she says she is. Um. So... There were like some other reasons, but that's that's the the conspiracy that Brett and Tiffany are the plant. And I I completely believe that because they always yeah. have kind of put them on this pedestal too, the, the same way yes. they do with Cameron and Lauren. Um, yep. They didn't have any drama either. So same with Cameron and Lauren, same with um, Danielle and Nick, same with um, who was the season three plant? Oh, I don't know the season three. Dang it. And season three, I actually really liked. Um, let me look it up. Season three, Love is Blind. Okay, so season three was the one with, oh, Alexa and Brennan was, I think, the plant. All of these, all of these like um, golden couples, they had no other interaction with anyone else. They only ever showed their their interaction with their partner. Mm. So everyone else on the show had these like love triangles, right? So that's the yes. other thing that makes it weird. Tiffany and Brett this season, the only ones that aren't involved with anyone else. Zach and Bliss had a love triangle. Um, Micah mm. and Paul had each their own love triangle. Kwame and Chelsea had a tra- love triangle. And mm. then Marshall and Jackie had a love triangle. Why didn't Tiffany and Brett? Right. Like they didn't have feelings for anyone else. No one else. They did say that Marshall dated Tiffany in the pods for like a couple dates and he said oh i know who the guy is for you he's here blah 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 i also felt like that was really fake (laughs) (laughs) well marshall was also older too he was like in his 30s marshall is isn't he or no i he was older i thought okay so let me see season four marshall might be oh it even says their ages okay but it doesn't list marshall the men Okay, come on. Oh no, he's 27. Okay, never mind. I yeah. thought he was older, but maybe he was like maybe Jackie was only like 22 or three or four. I don't know. She was younger. I don't know. Kwame's okay, older. Kwame's 33. They're both 27. Maybe yeah. it's Kwame. It was like somebody was older. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Kwame, yeah, Kwame's 33. But I think Chelsea's a little older too. Anywho. Um yeah. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think Brett and Tiffany are plant. Um, yes, 100%. Just, it's just too perfect. And I, I felt the same way about Cameron and Lauren. I felt the same way about uh, Nick and Danielle. I never, I, I actually didn't like season two at all. I 
I'm not a fan of any of those people. That was the season that had shake. Um, he was the guy who like body shamed his fiance, Deep D, the Indian couple. Oh, I read, I read drama about that, but I never, um, I didn't watch it, watch that season. And then, um, that was the season with Shane and Natalie and Shane is like the most unhinged, like freaking weirdo that you've ever seen. And he is hilarious to watch. Um, and then season three had villains SK, Bartice, and Zenob, really, is how it turned out. But she was trying to make Cole the um the villain. Um, poor Cole, he's just like this little guy who he's young, he doesn't know what's going on. He said some dumb shit, but he like he's learned. Um, Zenob was way older than him. So they they had like a 10-year age gap, which is the same as Jessica and Mark from season one. And oh, I, that was, yep. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it really is too much. Like it's very obvious, especially when it's the woman that's the older one. It's very obvious yep. that it's, it's not an alignment. Um, yep. Like we should know that by now. Um, so yeah, really interesting. I, I think season two is my least favorite season though. Um, and, and that's the only season actually where none of the cast has stayed together none of them oh really okay so danielle and nick got married and um jarrett and Ayana got married which is the lowest number to ever get married um and the, both of them were divorced by the one-year mark oh mm-hmm. and jarrett only married Ayana because he wanted to stay on the show like it was very obvious he proposed to mallory she said no so then he proposed to Ayana. Ayana. They're just not a match at all. And she has the most whiny little baby voice. Um, and then Nick and Danielle, which Nick is very obviously um plays for the other team. Like mm. there's no way this man is straight. And Danielle is just like the most insecure person you've ever met. So they just made this like the most toxic couple you've ever seen. Um yeah. and so they ended up divorcing, but there was there was like no reason for them to get married either and that's the funny thing about this show too is like what Nick Lachey his line is always are you going to say yes at the altar or say goodbye to each other forever like these people don't date afterwards like come on right exactly we know it's just unrealistic for most of them to get married like it's too soon they don't even know each other you know um I get the theatrics but it's funny because he always says or say goodbye forever and it's like, <laughs> no they all date afterwards so this season's cast was brett and tiffany like i mentioned the golden couple um mm-hmm. both like i said older this year says actually that tiffany was 37 at the time they filmed and brett was 35 oh, really uh-huh so yeah she is way too old for love is blind like let's be real she this girl is about to turn 40 now like because this was filmed over a year ago so yeah. she's well, well on her way, probably. If she's not 39, she's almost 39. Um, and it also, did you feel like Tiffany was like just kind of like not really that into it? Yeah. And Brett yeah. was like all in, overly in, right? Which I loved Brett. He was my favorite person this whole season by far. Um, but did you feel that Brett was just constantly just in awe of Tiffany and complimenting her. And she like, just didn't even react back to him. Like, Oh yeah. Like, yeah. It felt like she was just like real calm and just 
Oh, Brett. Oh, I but love I never, you. I never saw her compliment him back or give yeah. him any of that validation back. She just accepted it and mm-hmm. just was very awkward about it. Like, yeah, thanks. Um, mm-hmm. And I felt she had the same demeanor at the reunion. Like, it just, again, kind of puts this whole thing in, like, she didn't really want to be here. Brett talked her into it, and they were a plant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely can see that. She was just like, I'm doing this because I have to, and <laughs> we're probably yeah. going to get some brand deals out of it and make some money, but it's not my thing. Yeah. So, yeah, you can tell she's definitely not the type of girl to go on TV. Um, Next couple would be Kwame and Chelsea. And there was a lot of drama with Kwame. So the correct pronunciation, the Ghanaian pronunciation of his name is Kwame. Um, Okay. But for some reason, him and the entire cast insisted that it was Kwame. And Mm -hmm. just the way that Micah said it was just so gross, you know, like, (laughs) <laughs> so valley girl of her Kwame like, like, <laughs> so weird um so anyway Kwame is in a love triangle with Chelsea and Micah both blonde girls but very different vibes um oh, he so ends up different. being turned down or broken up with by Micah but still kind of into her even after they mm-hmm. meet and like pining over her which is so weird did you see any reason why they would ever date because I didn't oh I honestly didn't really see any reason why he would marry Chelsea well Chelsea's obsessed with him that's oh a thousand percent but it it is like a um overbearing like I'm going to beat you into submission and marry me type of personality (laughs) like anytime like He would bring up like concerns like, oh yeah, well, what about the move or what about, you know, how mm-hmm. soon we want to have kids? And she would just brush it off and like tell him that this was the way it was going to go. It seems now after watching the reunion that she has kind of come to her senses. But honestly, I don't know a single person that wasn't downright shocked that Kwame said yes to her. Oh, 100%. I thought for sure he was going to say no, especially yeah. because his mom didn't want to be there and like, now, are we so going to talk that. about the reunion, about how, what she said at the reunion, about things like narratives being spun that were not their intention? <laughs> and I don't know if that's like them being coaxed into saying things, you know, like to make it more dramatic or make it more exciting or you have to go talk to Micah and you have to, you know, be like oh, upset about the producers definitely stir the pot and they'll, yeah. they set up these situations. So I have filmed for reality TV before. Um, oh, it is, <laughs> that's right. It is very long and drawn out and boring as hell. Um, mm-hmm. You wait for like hours and hours for sound check and all these things. Um, and a lot of these scenes are more curated. Um, not, not the content of the scenes, the content I would say is real. Like that stuff really happens, but they curate the interaction, right? So they set up a scene. So like when we filmed for teen mom, we had like, I, 
I basically produced it. I was like, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to film here. And then we're going to move to this and we're going to film here. And then we're going to do this. And they just went along with my plan. But had I not created that, they would have done what they were going to do anyway. So they have to like set up the scene. They have to make sure that the sound is good. Um, It takes forever, but everything is like pre curated unless something wild happens they let that play out obviously but um I do believe that those conversations between Paul and Irina and Micah and Kwame and you know in past seasons I I feel like they're all instigated yeah they're kind of told like "Mm, wouldn't it be great if you guys could talk about Mm-hmm. because I, I mean but if you watch reality tv that's just how it is no one is going it to is. brunch and like it's like the reason they're filming you is because they want you to talk about this so you better start talking about it yep yeah so they don't necessarily tell you what to say at all but they tell you okay here's the here's the idea yeah right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um and you know they're also very drunk the whole time all of them yeah. just blasted yeah. the whole freaking time and you can really tell um and they're not allowed to talk about that that they're drunk the whole time but like you know they've got these golden goblets in their hands at every scene every single scene I was like oh okay all right this is what we're doing (laughs) and I guess not everybody knows why the reason for the golden goblets so let me give the background on that um the reason they're gold and solid rather than like a typical wine glass that's clear is for editing because you can't Mm -hmm. see how much is in the glass right so So because of the solid glass it makes editing easier and um Mm -hmm. one of the cast members actually pointed out a scene I think was with Chelsea where they were like yeah notice this this happened before this it was when she was getting her hair done at her wedding I think Mm -hmm. um they were like she's got her hair down and now it's up and now it's down again so yeah it was it's funny because they'll edit and you know think that we don't know but um anyway so yeah the that pool scene I think was very instigated um so Kwame seems to be infatuated with Micah like at least half of what they show in yeah I would agree relationship and Chelsea kind of knows about it but not really um like she sees them interacting but he didn't know like the depth of this she didn't know the depth of what Kwame said mm-hmm. um so it was interesting you know for her to have to watch that and then reconcile it on what was supposed to be a live reunion um <laughs> <laughs> but was not um so Kwame and Chelsea he just seems very annoyed with her the whole time like he yeah. definitely does not seem into her it definitely seems very one-sided and then they get married and then at the reunion they seem great Did yes you? I yeah. agree with that yeah and I think sometimes um so here's a fun fact about Kwame he had actually been on Married at First Sight so oh, really? he had tried out and he was in the um the take for the DC season so he's been trying to get on TV mm-hmm. in these shows where they don't see him first <laughs> oh, for weird. a while now. Now, my theory on that is actually that he didn't make it on to a match for Married at First Sight. And because it's the same producers, they called him up for this. Yeah. I don't think he tried out for Love is Blind. I think he was already on the sheet. Um, they were like, he's in Portland. He's close enough to Seattle. We like this guy. We're going to put him on TV. Yeah. Um, a lot of people seem to 
to believe that Kwame has all these um, deep-rooted internal self-hatred issues. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, so the first um, red flag for the public, which I understood the real reason for this, but the public was saying, like, he hates himself. He hates his blackness. He hates, you know, him, his roots and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why his mom wasn't on the show that, you know, and Mm -hmm. that really isn't true. I can see why they think that. But the first thing was, is he told Micah that he almost introduced himself as Alex because that is actually his first name. His first name is Alex. Kwame is his middle name. And if you have followed Love is Blind, you know that they will use different names, typically middle names for a lot of these people, if there's another person present with the same name. So, for example, season one, Barnett, his name is Matt. Mm. His last name is Barnett. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Interestingly enough, Cole from season three looks almost identical to Barnett. And his last name is also Barnett, but they are not related. Very weird. Um, (laughs) But Kwame used his um, middle name, but he was kind of arguing with producers about that because he's like, hey, isn't this supposed to be blind? Like, this is kind of a dead giveaway that I'm Ghanaian. And I don't know that I want, you know, people to prejudge me on that. And everybody on TikTok was like, oh my gosh, he has, you know, whatever this is, like um, internalized racism and all these things. I don't think that that's true about Kwame, um, but I can see why people think that. I think a lot of things, the the way they edited it at least, yeah. were perceived very different than his actual truth. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, he always looked annoyed with Chelsea. I'm sure they had happy moments and they only showed the moments where he looked annoyed with her. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, I mean, it's like any reality, like editing you gotta make it interesting otherwise it's just boring yeah and if you compile all of the time that they showed Kwame and Chelsea it was maybe a total of an hour yeah like over all of the episodes so you know there's so little that we actually saw and Mm -hmm. they can curate this with the footage that they have they can curate it because they wanted that shock factor we all thought Kwame was gonna say no yeah right for sure I did. I did that on purpose, right? So as far as the editing, it is very curated. Um, but I'm happy for them. I I did not think they were going to make it to the reunion because, again, it's been a year. Um, yeah, <laughs> they seem really happy. Yeah. So I think I think at this point, they do actually seem like a fairly solid match to me. Um, next couple was... Was there... There was another couple that stayed together. Who was it? Oh, Bliss and Zach. Bliss and Zach. But they aren't like, yeah, part two. two. (laughs) So Zach, another guy who is just very insecure. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually love Zach. What's your opinion on Zach? Okay. After I saw the reunion, I was like, I really like him because I went to his um, Instagram because he's like, I have the receipts. And I was like, what is talking about receipts like I thought he was gonna like blast somebody about like you know text messages and I read this whole story and I was like oh I really like this guy like I think he actually is very genuine he's a bit here's the thing he's a lawyer he's a bit of a nerd he's like kind of awkward I think he's just like a smart dude who's super awkward and television does not suit him 
That's why he kind of looks like he has crazy eyes. <laughs> well, he's autistic, like for sure. He's oh, autistic. is he? Okay, I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't. Know um, that. well, I mean, he's not come out and said that, but like oh, it's okay. obvious. Um, and I think most people, when they think of autistic, they think of kind of the opposite of Zach, where like they have darty eyes, they'll look away, not look oh, in right, right, their right. soul, right? But um, there's autism is this whole spectrum, right? And it's yeah, not just sure. this one, this one set of behaviors. And mm-hmm. actually why that what they're saying um these like uh behavioral therapists and stuff are analyzing this on tiktok um they think zach and bliss are both autistic oh really and that's why they are such like that's why they get each other when everyone else thinks zach is a weirdo um well see i never thought he was a weirdo i just thought he was like oh he's just like television like the cameras make him feel super awkward and he's incredibly intelligent so like, you know, maybe he just, I know. actually think he's incredibly comfortable in front of the cameras as opposed to Kwame being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think Zach is comfortable. He's just different. And that's how he acts. Like, I don't think, I don't think anything about Zach is fake. I don't think he's acting at all. I right. think, no, I totally agree. He is. Um, and he was just being who he is and like, no neurotypical people don't really understand that. They're like, there's a camera, you got to act a certain way. Right. And so I think that's why he comes off as all, all of my girlfriends, everyone's like, ew, he's such a weirdo. Why is he so weird? And I'm like, he's no. a sweet guy. Like, he's just different. You know, he has his own way. I think the thing it. is, he was just like, so genuine yes. that it came across as yeah. like, not genuine <laughs> because we're so yeah. used to people playing it up for the camera. Exactly. So then it was like, is he just like acting because he, you know, like, is this a terrible job of him acting? You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I think, yeah. And, and people just don't understand like the neurodiversity of it. And so, um, when, when Zach and Bliss and Irina were all in their love triangle, I just never understood, which they didn't really show to be fair, but I never understood his attraction to Irina at all. Me either. him and bliss just seem like such a good match she's so sweet but yeah. she's also very level-headed like she is a energetic match to him it's yeah. it's very obvious but he thought she was too good for him and um, you could you could see that from the jump and that was the only reason he chose irena and poor bliss is like how the hell because you know she can see irena and mm-hmm. she sees her behavior yes and she's, oh my gosh I understand that you, that you get a different version of her than I do in these pods, but she's not a good person. And I don't know that I believe that Irina is innately evil, right? I think that she was playing it up for the cameras that she wanted to be on TV. I think that she's a hurt person who hurt people kind of thing. You know, um, Irina was bullied her whole life. It's so funny. She's kind of been making fun of herself on TikTok. And did you catch the, the clip where she called herself a bombshell? No. So she was like, yeah, I, I used to get made fun of for my acne and blah, blah. And she's like, but now I'm a bombshell and I'm ready for someone who appreciates that and blah, blah, blah. And, um, she played the clip on TikTok and then she goes, uh, when you call yourself a bombshell on TV, it was like that backfired type of idea. Oh, yeah. um, you call yourself a bombshell on TV and then everyone says that you look like beans from, is it Malcolm in the middle or, uh, <laughs> everybody was doing these comparisons to how she looked like this character beans um oh. let me find out Irina beans 
that's no. funny. Looks like beans. Okay. What show is beans from? The beans comparison. When you call yourself a bombshell on television, but end up looking like beans from even Stevens. Oh, okay. Well, I, yeah, I can see that. I can see why. It, it was pretty funny, but I love that she kind of like made fun of it. Yeah. Um, the way that Vanessa dragged her though at the, at the reunion, it was kind of like very insensitive. Um, I, well, we can talk about Vanessa. I am like not yeah. a fan. We'll talk I'm about not. Vanessa. Um, yeah. I've, I shared this reel or this um, TikTok that I found last night with my girlfriends and it was um, showing all the weird movements that Vanessa did and like her evil laugh. And it was like this song about a witch. And they were like, we see that you're a witch. Like you've exposed yourself. It was really funny. Um, yeah, we're done with Vanessa. But anywho, Zach and Bliss, they were a very obvious match. Like we actually did see a lot of their connection in the pods. Mm -hmm. And then he chooses Irina who we didn't see any of their interaction at all. No. Um, And even then, like what we did see was so surface level. It was just weird. Like why would he pick her? The only thing that makes sense is that he chose Irina because he was afraid of bliss. Like he was afraid of her family, not accepting him and all of this. Um, Another thing though, that I kind of wonder if was not, genuine about the show um because of the way that bliss was so forgiving about it because of the way that they filmed him meeting her yeah like I almost just kind of feel like they threw that in there because otherwise I think I'd be kind of salty if it were me yeah right like I don't know that I'd be willing to meet him like I don't because bliss like really did a number on trying to convince him that Irina was not the one she yeah. was like, no, like that shows your character. I don't, I can't trust you if you're going to choose her. Like, <laughs> so I just can't imagine that it would be that easy for her to want to meet him unless she like really, truly, truly was like, I love you with all my heart, which is hard to believe after oh, 10 days. I know. That's what I think. I'm like, how soon after, you know, that happened did she get a call from production and production was like hey we want you to come chat with him and she's like okay I'll do it but out off camera and then they had like a whole thing and then they filmed that you know what I mean like based on the timeline it had to have been immediately once he returned from Mexico yeah that's true but I'm just saying like we're I feel like they had to have met before that they had to have been chatting they had I mean I don't know don't you think I (sighs) There was, Irina had texted Bliss during the, um, what's it called? The Mexico trip and told her Mm -hmm. that she dodged a bullet. And then Bliss started mess, Bliss and Zach started texting at that point. Yeah. During, like during the trip. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I think that it, I kind of just feel like it was all set up. Like I can't imagine being Bliss and just being cool with that. But you know what? I did not think she was going to say yes to his proposal at all. And I was just on the edge of my seat, like so cringe the whole time watching him propose to Bliss. It was the cringiest thing. Oh, I just was like, this was like, make, make it stop. Make it stop. I was like, no, this is so awful to watch. She's going to say no. This is so awful. Yes, that's what I thought for sure. She says yes. And I'm like, what? 
So I kind of think, you know, that this stuff is a little curated because I just, and I can't imagine why, like why he would choose Irina other than, than that. Um, so there are rumors that Zach and Bliss are pregnant, by the way. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I don't know if there's any truth to that, but I think they're a great couple. I think from the start, they always were a match. So I think they're good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I do think that, that Zach is probably the most genuine person on the whole show. Um, just yeah. cause like, he's the kind of person who can't be fake, you know? Yeah, no, I um, really like grew to like him. And then at the reunion, I was like, oh, I really like him. I think he's an acquired taste, but he's a really good guy. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't see anything wrong with the, 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 you know, no blinking that he does. Like, I just think it's very, um, in like, what's the word? Not intentional, but like, uh, not romantic. What's the word? Like, he's just like super he really present. Appreciates- yeah. He's super present. He like mm-hmm. really appreciates his girl like you know there's he and he's like showing her that and then Irina can't even look at him like that was so weird I was like well okay so to be fair when I first started watching this season I immediately told uh Sam I was like I don't think I can do it there are (laughs) people that just want to be on tv and like you know you have to know that these people do want to be on tv I mean why else would you try out for a show that is on television but like they're not even trying to play the part <laughs> and yeah. she was like Irina I just was like oh, I can't stand her and if she's like and you know it's one thing to like want to be on television but when they were showing her kind of doing some of the other stuff and like just kind of being like laughing at people I was like you don't have to do that like you don't right, don't right. Do yeah, yeah it was just so snaky and so yucky and you know Micah was more of the accomplice to Irina, I guess. I don't know. Cause like, well, yeah. Micah was would sit there innocently while Irina did all the dirty work. Mm-hmm. It was just so weird though. Cause like usually you see these like really genuine connections with the girls and like they love each other. And then you have this season, which is like again, very indicative of Seattle, like gross. Mm-hmm. Um, Micah's friends, gross. Like, what the hell? Um, I, my theory is that Shelby is in love with Micah and that's oh, why maybe. she is the I way just, like not, I, I mean, like, I don't know. I know that everything is staged and like, you need to have reactions you need to have drama and all this kind of stuff. But like, to me, Paul seemed very nice. Like, you know, and she was like, he's, he's just not what she deserves and she deserves everything in the whole right. entire Those world. So weird. Like. Yeah, I thought Paul was a great guy. I think Paul is going to um, walk away from this very looking good. Um, mm-hmm. While Vanessa very much tried to look, make Paul look very bad. I don't think Paul did anything wrong and I don't disagree with him. I do think that Micah, now whether this was Micah's idea or production's idea, no one will know. But I do think Micah was trying to make him look like a villain because that's yeah. what their whole MO is. They want to have these villains, right? They have to. Yeah. And so, um, Paul is just not villain material. And I was like, no, one's going to fault him for this. We all hated Micah this whole time. No one feels bad for Micah. We could tell they were not a match. Paul likes crunchy girls. And then he sees her and she looks exactly like his mom. And he's like, (laughs) oh shit. (laughs) 
Well, I love that Vanessa's like, oh my gosh, it was like your mom's twin and you didn't like that. And it's like, I don't want uh. to <laughs> what? Um, yeah, I was like, Paul is definitely marrying his mom, and that's probably a red flag for him. Um, but there really just was no, it's so interesting because Paul kept saying, We see the world the same way. And I was like, I don't buy it. I don't, I don't buy any of this. I don't think that you guys even like each other a little bit um yeah I would I would agree I mean I think that like you know he seemed like he was kind of trying but she to me just doesn't seem like number one an intellectual match like he seems like a really big deep thinker like real deep thinker you know someone who isn't like I don't know just intellectually he wasn't intellectually stimulated and she just seemed like a needy little child because remember like he was like talking and it was like oh my gosh every time she leaves the room she asks me if I miss her and it's like you were just here (laughs) and he also like she definitely thought she was better than him yes um it just yeah there was no part of it that felt to me like they were a match at all Mm -hmm. so also felt so bad for him at the reunion that like Vanessa kept on coming after him about the comment that he supposedly made about her not like being like he can't see her as a mom or something but to me it was like I don't see you as the mom of my children right exactly I took that the same way like he yeah and he also says that he can't see himself as a parent right so that was a whole other thing that I mean yeah I think if that was the deciding factor that maybe there should have been a conversation about it. And it was kind of weird just to say it on TV without telling her. But like, I think it was more of this like kind of obvious thing to everyone. Mm-hmm. Then, and I, I actually don't think it was the deciding factor. I think it's what Netflix chose to, to look like because it was controversial, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's definitely something that's going to like make people real uh upset on edge mm-hmm. yeah so uh, I don't think it was this whole big deal and I think that's what Paul was trying to say it was like it wasn't yeah. this whole thing it was just like something I said during the interview and you guys yeah. are taking it too far and Vanessa is just like freaking hounding him about it like why don't you think she's a good mom that's hurtful blah 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 and <laughs> it's like does anyone here really think Mike is going to be a good mom like come on show of hands please like right. Micah mm-hmm. doesn't have a loving bone in her body I mean, all she is, she's just very like walls up, very defensive. You can tell she's been hurt and she's going to hurt you first. Like that's, yeah. that's yeah. Micah's MO. Um, well, she just was like the whole entire time kind of cutting him down about everything. Yeah. It's like even the little things like, oh, you like, what shirt are you wearing? Oh, you put your shirts on your dresser. Why? Like, I don't know. I was just like, oh my gosh. Right. It's just too much. Yeah. Um, okay. Micah. So that's Micah and Paul. Micah and Paul also had, um, other relationships that they both broke off that like Paul didn't seem comfortable doing. It was just so weird to me. Like, why are you guys breaking it off with other people? I don't see you being a match. Like this is weird. Um, and what she described it to Kwame as was that Paul was this slow burn that seemed more real. Right. And yes. I was like, slow burn. I think that's just his personality. He's just like a slower paced dude. Like it's not, I don't know. It's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. 
I don't think Paul and Amber were a match either, but I did feel really bad for Amber. I think that she's a sweet girl and she falls in love too easily. And I hope that she finds her right person, but I don't think it's Paul. Yeah, I don't really know if Paul, like, he even said, like, is just really capable right now of finding somebody. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So last conversation is a love triangle between Josh, Jackie, and Marshall. What's What's your opinion on Marshall, first of all? So I really liked Marshall. I really did. But then, like, it just got a little creepy crazy. I was like. He does have a little bit of that crazy eye, like yeah. I'm gonna Chelsea way of like yes. I just feel like like this Chelsea of like we are we are yes we are meant to be and we are getting married and like we're doing it and like here we go and I can't believe that you would even think differently even though it's only been seventeen days (laughs) a manipulative love bomb type of situation yeah. Um, However, yeah. I do think that at the core, Marshall's a really good guy. I, I just don't think he's found his energetic match that appreciates him because he's he's mm-hmm. a great guy. Like he is really willing to go above and beyond. I think Marshall is an unhinged Enneagram too. Um, I oh, think okay. so yeah. he, he does all these things for people and he expects it back. And when he doesn't get it back, he kind of goes a little crazy. So um. And like a lot of people- in his in his defense, like you were on the show for this reason. So like yeah. you know, like, I get it. I get it. Jackie, okay, so Marshall overly ready for this show, right? Jackie <laughs> yes. completely unprepared, not mentally well, not financially well. You can tell that by needing needing to keep the ring and you know, all these things. She's this broke ass dental assistant that lives with her parents in Tacoma. So (laughs) girlfriend, I think was just trying to find a way out of her parents' house. Um, if we're being real and I think she saw Marshall as more of a, you know, he's, he, if you see like his TikToks and stuff, he's very well kept. Um, Mm -hmm. he's, you know, just a little bit of a classier dude. Um, he drives a nice car. Like he, he can take care of himself. Right. And I think Jackie was looking to be taken care of. But not in the way that Marshall likes to take care of people. Um, Jackie was looking for a dude from the hood that had to come up, basically, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. financially. Um, Which I don't know that that technically is Josh. I think Josh, I don't know, it was like he became, like, maybe was from the hood and then became metrosexual. I don't know. Um, The dangly earring thing is just an absolutely not... But there's this whole stigma about how when you see the dangly earring, that's the red flag that you know that this guy is toxic um, because Bartise also wears a dangly earring. And then who was the other one? Was it Shane or Dom from Perfect Match wears a dangly earring? There was a second guy on Love is Blind season three that was wearing a dangly earring. And it was just like, why are we wearing dangly earrings? Like, this is fucking weird. (laughs) What? Uh, Why? It's not attractive. It's weird as hell. Uh, it, it, I don't know. I don't get it. But like there's this dangly earring energy with these men. And it's it's very much Josh. Like it matches him. So um, anywho, I don't know that Josh and Jackie are a good match. I guess they've been together for a year. But 
I do kind of think Josh was willing to conform to whatever Jackie wanted him to be, whereas Marshall yeah. wasn't. Um, Marshall's yeah. like, hey, this is who I am. Like, I'm going to love you big. And mm-hmm. it was just too big for her, you know? Yeah, it was, it was actually, too mature. For him, that being said, um, a lot of things were too big for her, actually. Did you hear that? Oh, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the, did you watch the leak? Did you see the leaked text messages with her girlfriends? No. Which I also think we're fake, by the way. But um, there's a couple guys from Love is Blind that are um, very blessed. And you can, mm-hmm. like, it, like very overly blessed. Like, you can see it. Um, one of them is Cameron from season one. Do you know about Cameron? Oh, yes. I know. I've heard about that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, like, kind of, like, offensive. Like, you can see it all the time. And <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. Like you know pretty fly for a white yeah. guy kind of thing like he's he's just this like super casual very low-key white guy from very very low-key dude yeah <laughs> um but anyway marshall apparently is um you know in the same category there. yes and um jackie was saying that she was saying that and also you know she um says that Marshall is gay. Okay, let's talk about this. Why is it okay for her to tell Marshall that she thinks he's gay, but not fair for him to clap back and say, well, then you must be a dude. Like, yeah, is that not I, an equal reaction? I mean, both are inappropriate, but why yeah. is one worse than the other? They're both bad. They're both bad. <laughs> yeah. They're- I don't, I don't think, I don't think, yeah. I mean, I don't think you can say, well, that's worse. I'm guessing the only reason that yes, her, his thing is worse is because it's directed at a woman and generally, you know, uh, men shouldn't say that to a woman. Like, you know what I mean? But I, so think, I think this is bad to say that about a man. Oh, hundred percent. Like, it's, it's like, offensive. Both are very, very offensive. It's, and he was being uh, playful about it. Like he, I think, I mean, he could have gotten offended just like she did, but he was, yeah, I think that he understood that it was like, you know, something you say that you regret. Right. And well, like, the thing is, is she actually thinks he's gay. She totally believes he's gay. True. True. But like, he was like, oh, we're having like a heated discussion argument. And sometimes you say things and you don't mean them. And it's like, you know, type of situation. And she was like, taking it as like, no, I actually do mean this. So then, oh, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't right. know. I thought that I Vanessa didn't like the way that again, Vanessa handled was, it. Yeah. Vanessa was trying to blow. She was just trying to bring drama because she's dumb terrible and blame Marshall and she was so like celebratory of Jackie and Josh and I was like no this couple is trash they are made for each other yes but not in a positive way (laughs) like yeah I don't I don't think they're gonna survive they won't survive they're both like so immature and just it's just weird the whole interaction with Josh is just weird okay like Josh is I don't like him he gives me like weird vibes creepy weirdo like I'll do anything to be in your presence and on tv kind of vibes like yes I don't like Josh the dangling earring just throws it off so um I love Marshall though I do think he's a little unhinged Mm -hmm. I think he needs therapy I think he needs um to learn how to love Marshall before he tries to anybody else yeah 
Um, but I think he's a great guy. And I think that Vanessa really gave him a really rough um, interview. And yeah, I, I just did not like the way that she was so excited about Jackie. And then, and Micah, Micah didn't get any heat. And I think that that was part of this is like, Micah has been crying since the day that this freaking show aired. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been, she's done other interviews and stuff. She's crying the whole time. She can't handle it. And it's like, yeah. if you don't want to see, if you don't want people to see you doing bad shit, don't do bad shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm just like, and I know, I understand, like, maybe she never knew that she was like that. Um, maybe she got a slightly bad edit, but I think in the end, they like put her on this pedestal that she didn't deserve. And I don't think that Micah was like the worst of this show, but I don't, I don't think she should have been on the show. Like I just, the, her vibe just meh. I didn't like it. It was, she was not a good addition to the show. She just Um, wanted to be on TV, but she was going about it ever so slightly differently than Irina. Right. And I think that's why Irina and Micah are both so upset because they wanted this fame and now they just look like assholes. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like, like they played, they unfortunately didn't realize the backlash that was coming their way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, how could you not? Like, because this is now the fourth season. Like, come well, on. Stupid. <laughs> well, because they're also narcissistic and narcissistic people don't believe yeah. that, like, you know, anything they do is wrong. True. So. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole Jackie and Josh thing, I just, I didn't think that was nearly fair the way that Marshall was treated um not a fan of Jackie at all but again I don't think that she is like well enough to even like be in a relationship and she just wasn't ready for someone like Marshall and it is totally okay that they didn't match up like I think I think that was one of Marshall's downfalls is like he was like no we have to work like yes and it's like well no you don't you actually don't have to um, and I think she felt very pressured by him that they had to work out. And so I do get that, that that kind of turned her off, but, um, she just, she didn't need to say all the things that she said about him because at the end of the day, he's a great guy. He's just not her type. Yeah, exactly. I, a thousand percent. I, I think that she realized immediately when she saw him, she was like, oh no, he's not for me. And right. he was like, this is it. We're getting married. And Obviously, when those two things combine, someone's going to get real hurt and someone's going to look real bad. And that's exactly what happened. So I hope he finds a good girl. I think he will. I think even even with the way that Vanessa tried to play things that he'll still end up, you know, he will because he's actually he seems like a really nice guy. He just like, you know, really wanted this to work out and mm-hmm. and it just didn't. So. With his friendship with Brett, I also wonder too, like if they actually did know each other previously. Yes. I, I, I just, I think you're so right about that. I think people did know each other. Yeah. I, it makes me wonder if they knew each other before. Um, Marshall's in marketing, but they didn't say what company he works for Um, and he's not broke. So he might work for Nike. Who knows? You know, <laughs> who knows um but yeah I think you know with married at first sight I've seen a couple seasons now where friends go on together um, oh okay I don't think they wanted that at all with love is blind because I think they want us to think that these people were chosen more yeah. so than they like applied 
Um, but like with Married at First Sight, it's very obvious that they apply. Like they're they film the whole like process of that as part of the show. With Love is Blind, they don't. Um, and with Love is Blind, a lot of them are more so recruited. Like they have these scouts on Instagram that literally just look for the most toxic, thirst trappy people and be like, hey, want an interview for Love is Blind. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I don't think even. 10% of these people who get on this show are looking for or ready for marriage. I think 100%. they just be on TV. Yep. Um, yep. They're 24, which is funny because if I think about myself at 24, at 24, I felt like I was 34, right? Like I'm not even 34 yet, <laughs> but I, at 24, like I had been married for five years at 24. Mm. Like I was a full adult, but then I look at these 24 year olds and I'm like, Y'all are barely 18. Yeah. You don't to handle yourself. Like you are so not ready for marriage. And it's so funny because I'll find myself looking at the screen and be like, you don't need to get married. You're so young. Like mm. you're 24. You don't need to get married with the exception of Brett and Tiffany's old asses. They, <laughs> everyone else. Was yeah. like, no, I mean, Maria, you got married before 36. <laughs> well, this is true. <laughs> If you're not married, I mean, you got to be married by 36 these days because you got to have kids by 39, 40, right? Well, so yeah. that's yeah. what my sister did. She had, she got married at 36, got pregnant at 39 or whatever it was. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of the 36 is the cutoff, but for a dating show, 36 is very old, but I I kind of mm-hmm. feel like 24 is too young. Like what's the, I think the sweet spot is probably between like 28 and 33. Yeah. I would agree. I really think that, well, especially 24, having known someone for 10 days, it's like you and Chaz knew each other for years. Yeah. And then you got married. And even a lot of people would think that was way too young, right? To like, Oh yeah. I mean, thinking about it numerically and yeah, <laughs> in that way, 19 is very young to get married, but yeah. On the flip side of that, Chaz and I had been best friends for five years. We'd been dating for four years. Like we knew each other very well and we were ready for marriage. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even say like, you know, thinking back, like I wouldn't even say that we got married too young. Like I, I don't agree with that. Like I do think it's been 13 years this year, I think. Um, I think we got married at the right time. It yeah. wasn't too soon. It wasn't too late. Like, I mean, had also with Chaz and I, though, if we were 18 when we met, we probably would have gotten married within six months. Like, it was just that. It just, you just knew. You just knew. We knew. So, and we have been through a lot of shit, (laughs) you know, like a lot of shit. And it's crazy because like his dad will look at us and be like, wow, like you guys are a really great couple his dad tried to get us not to get married. Like even like right before we walked down the, down the aisle, his dad pulls him aside and said, you know, you don't have to do this. Like, first of all, that's disgusting. Just because you had a bad experience doesn't mean that our experience is anywhere near <laughs> what mm-hmm. yours is. Um, but Chaz's dad had a bad experience. He got married at 2021 20, and it didn't work out. Um, but about three or four years into our marriage, he pulled me aside and he was like, wow, you know, you guys are a really great match. And I was like, yeah, you know, marriage actually takes work. Mm -hmm. It's not just that we 
happen to be a good match, which that, that is important. I mean, that's usually how it starts, but if you want it to last. (laughs) We choose to be each Mm -hmm. other's, you know, good match. Like we choose to balance each other out. And I mean, that's why I kind of think, you know, love is blind can work. Yeah. It, it, I mean, if you meet someone and when you know, you know, and that's why like with Micah and Paul, I was like, "Mm, no, because like if they're not, if they don't know within that 10 days, if they're not totally sure, then they're probably not going to get married. Yeah. I mean, if you're not vibing with someone, you know, Mm -hmm. you just know you're like, I'm not vibing with you. (laughs) Like this whole slow burn thing that Micah said, I'm like, "Mm -mm, that's not real. You know? Well, I feel like especially with them, there was definitely, you know, like either she knew that Kwame wasn't going to pick her or something. And she just still wanted to be on the show. Right. Like, yeah, I thought that the other girl Paul was talking to was better. Amber. Yeah, Yeah. definitely a better match, but I still don't think they were a match. Yeah. Uh, Definitely better than Micah. I was really surprised that he, he got rid of her. So yeah, she's just a sweeter girl, but I honestly think that Paul's going to find his girl out in the woods somewhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's she's some crunchy girl from Portland. She's not, you know, going to be Micah. Not, yeah. not at all. I do also think it was so funny that he was like, absolutely not. I'm not even going to go to Scottsdale kind of thing. Like, no. it's just not his vibe. And I just thought that was so funny, especially because I love Scottsdale. Um, I was just like, wow, that's hilarious. Okay. Vanessa before, so we can wrap up. Oh yeah. We got to wrap it. We got to wrap this one, but I really was just, okay. Number one, I had like seen one little meme before I watched it because, um, you know, it didn't load the first time. And so then I had to watch it the next day. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that I saw that what I saw said, good Lord, would she let Nick say a word? So I knew going in that she talked the entire time and she did not disappoint me. She did. She talked the whole time. And I thought everything that she said was like really weird. Her obsession with people having babies was especially towards um, Tiffany was a little aggressive. I was like, you don't know, they might not be able to get pregnant. I don't know. I just, I have a really hard time um, when people come after women to have babies so that, yeah. I mean, and we should know by now culturally that that is very inappropriate. So inappropriate. Um, People, A, sometimes can't get pregnant. B, people don't want to get pregnant. And we still live in a society where if you don't want to have kids, people are like, oh my gosh, you're so selfish. So like nobody wants to like admit to that publicly, like leave them alone. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's none of your business. Okay. Right. They, they've only like known each other for one year, like leave them alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like that. I didn't like how aggressive she was with Paul. I didn't like how aggressive she was, um, with, uh, Marshall. I just, I didn't like it. I just didn't like her. She just was so off putting and like such an aggressive. And I watch a lot of reality TV. I watch Andy Cohen and he can get into <laughs> business, but he usually has all the receipts to back up the business. She looks like the only, only thing she has, she did not watch the show. She just read everything online. That's like, she was just like, I'm going to like feed into all the like conspiracy theories people are saying, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's just what I thought. 
Yeah, it just, it was really disappointing. I think that this should definitely be the last season with Nick and Vanessa. I'm totally team Cameron and Lauren taking over. Yes. I'm sure that they're team that too. Um, you know, they're definitely trying to make their empire off of their love is blind fame, which, you know, as they should They're that's fine. Hey, if it's um, feeding you, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's not pretend that, you know, Vanessa Milano didn't get like famous. Right. from Okay. So um she was like a trl host or something before that though um but you know i'm just i i think that they're washed up i think they're a little bit deranged i think they're just not a match for the show at this point especially as you know now it's been technically six years since they started filming this and or like five years i think um so like they're getting older and the cast is younger and younger Mm-hmm. And so the, the disconnect is just getting wider and it's like, mm, and then, then again, like, why not have a host be someone who's been through the experiment themselves? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. hello, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think overall I would rate this season. I did like the drama. I would rate it like a six out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not done with love is blind. I, th- I think a lot of people are like over it. I just think that what happened this season is just indicative of Seattle culture. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's actually a reflection of love is blind, except for the things that I mentioned that are like edits and yeah. possibly predetermined factors, um, which I don't love. But, but then again, like I know this about reality TV. It's yeah. it, a lot of it's set up. Um, so I'm cool with it. I do love the idea of the experiment. I do still think it can work, but it is, it's definitely going to be like one or maybe two couples at the most out of every season. And I think that people need to accept that. Like not every couple is going to stay together. Yeah. I mean, I expect that. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. With us, um, as we discuss, <laughs> I think uh, we should definitely read that Sister Wives book and have yes. it. Um, if you guys want to read that along with us, we would highly recommend it. Some other things that are coming up, um, as we, maybe we haven't mentioned it yet, technically on the podcast, but I'm going to do a quick little plug for our summer, our summer strategy club, which is going to be about creating long-term content and a long-term content strategy that truly supports your business for the long haul. It's not just fly-by-night content. It's actually something you can depend on for a strategy that supports your business. And we're not just going to be talking about social, actually. We are going to be talking about all of the online elements that need to happen in your marketing to make your business a success and get that visibility that you really truly need inside of your business. So um, the Summer Strategy Club starts June 8th, but we are actually going to be taking applications. Is it the first week of May? Yes. Yeah, first week of May. So we'll have a couple weeks open of applications and we are so excited to get back into this. Like, like we've mentioned before, Maria actually... Kind I'm of a graduate. Yeah. For the first time she um is she was part of the very first round of the Summer Strategy Club. And she is a proud graduate, a great alumni. And um, we're actually looking forward to sharing some alumni stories with you guys. So we're gonna bring in a couple of girls um who were part of it. 
who can attest to how well it's worked for their business um, and how it's, you know, how they've adapted it and what's next for them. So we are super excited to share this with you. We are going to be running the Summer Strategy Club in the month of June. Um, It'll be four weeks back to back with other girls, with Maria and I, and it's just going to be a great time. So if you're interested in this, please feel free to send us a DM, even if it's a little early. We will absolutely talk it through with you. And we're just super excited to get this um, out there into the world again. So hopefully you've enjoyed our our musings about Love is Blind. We want to hear your thoughts. So we will put up a question box in our stories. We want to discuss this with you. We'll absolutely put up a post as well. Um, We want to hear your thoughts. Absolutely, guys. We cannot wait to, we love discussing this stuff. So please keep us posted. Don't forget about the social strategy uh, club this summer. It's going to be awesome. Summer strategy, man, we got to, I got to like hone in on that. got to figure out the name. I (laughs) keep saying it wrong. And then I, and then I second guess myself as I start to say it, it just comes out incorrect. Um, And yeah, we will be back with another episode next week. You guys, we cannot wait to discuss more. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.